Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Hey, I just wanted to say I love the most recent episodes. I mean, I love all of the episodes, but I just want to say that I'm totally feeling the synchronicities, the epiphanies, and everything that has just been coming through at like such a crazy flux rate of synchronistic timing, divine timing, and everything else. So I just wanted to say that I love all of the interactions that I've had with you and everyone that I've had the opportunity to meet through you and all the interactions in general that have capacitated within that. So I just wanted to say thank you for everything you do. Loving it. The podcast is magnifique, or should I say, inspirado. Anyways, love it, and I'm so happy and excited for your next episode. Thanks so much. Phoenix! I am so excited that you chose to leave a message for my podcast. I'm equally as excited to know that I can actually put it into my podcast and share your voice with the world. Your vibe in that one-minute container, power-packed, power-packed. Just like how they make fireworks, I've always been, it's always been a conundrum for me. How do they make those fireworks explode in the exact specific way that they do? Whether it's a flower, whether it's, it looks like a horse, who knows what. But they somehow have that kind of special sculpting ability to make it like that. And that's exactly what your message was to me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for contributing. And thank you for continuing your plight in making your epiphanies available to the populace. Oh, yes. And something else I wanted to say uh, was Phoenix. I had such an enjoyable time interviewing you for the podcast um, and being able to get your stories out there. So thank you so much for trusting in me, just meeting me, a stranger, off of TikTok. By the way, folks, by the way, if you're listening, if you're listening to this right now and you happen to have TikTok, go check out Fearlessly Phoenixing. That is her TikTok. <clears throat> she has lots of wonderful epiphanies and ideas also thank you so much jay asang by the way for the intro of inspirato projecto podcast thank you so much he is the woodsman uh not the woodsman he is the uh, crazy the strange drunk guy in twin peaks season three he's in the jail cell and he's like that he's got like that like he's got like that just that goop coming out of his mouth it's like and it goes into the floor and it looks like it's like burning a hole through the floor. I had the pleasure of interviewing Jay, and so he was cool enough to give me a promo here. So, um, oh, by the way, stay tuned for an upcoming fun fact. It's coming up at some point in this show. And thank you again, Phoenix. Thank you again. So I was looking at your title to this episode, um, and yeah, I I do remember the show, Different Strokes, that is a good show, so that's pretty cool, um, and Atari, I guess, has had been a video game developer, so that's pretty interesting, um, what do you think of when it comes to, um, like, NFTs, the non-fungible tokens and stuff like that, um, for musicians and artists and things anyway um good to hear you podcasting again jessica jessica from life is art reality podcast i love the title of that life is art reality podcast and yes the atari 2600 was in fact a video game console you play lots of really really cool games on it and even though it was, you know, it was very pixelated. But um, what's interesting was that's what was so great about these video games is that where they lacked the the visual capacity to make, you know, these outstanding graphics, what, what where they lacked that, they made up in a storyline. 
they made up for with with cool stories and you know you just use your imagination for this stuff um nfts i like the idea of nfts uh i've i actually have some nfts on OpenSea. they are of what i call super king a big drawing that i made for my buddy Dave Uchansky, Super King. Hey, baby, I'm Super King. And so uh, he, I made a bunch, well, I made a bunch of them, but I only put up, I think, maybe three onto OpenSea. I, 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 I'm not really certain what is the best direction to go in. I'd love to. I love the idea that the artist themselves becomes a cryptocurrency, non-fungible. Does that mean fungus? Like fungible? Fun fungus? Fungusable? Non-fungusable? This cryptocurrency is guaranteed to not grow fungus. We're not gonna grow fungus on this one. You can go to all the other ones, the popular brands, yeah. You'll get fungus from those. This one? Yo, listen up. This one? No fungus on this one. Non not non-fungusable. Mm-mm. Non-fungusable. I love the idea that you can put up um, animation, photos, music, motion pictures. The fact that you could put up any of these things and these are now NFTs. It's still mind-boggling. It's still mind-boggling. It's like, yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. The art itself is a cryptocurrency. The music itself is a cryptocurrency. It's very mind-boggling. Still trying to wrap my brain around it. What about you? Are you are you into NFTs? Are you making NFTs? I'd love to hear some advice. I'm uh, signed up with BitClout.com and also Diamond App. I'm signed up with those, and um, those are social networks that run on. It used to be Ethereum. I think now it's called Deso. It used to be Ethereum, but they they switched over to Deso. Uh, cryptocurrency, I think, now. But yeah, you can, instead of just liking what people are saying, you can actually give them a piece of your personal coin. Everyone on there has their own coin. They are their own coin. Oh, it's it's a deep uh, menagerie, melange, menagerie, labyrinth. Menagerie labyrinth. A menage, a melange, Labyrinth Menagerie. Why, hello there. Thank you so much for listening to another episodic of Inspirato Projecto podcast. It is now 3.56 in the p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3.15-2022, baby. March 15th. This is my sister's birthday today. She's hanging out with her fiancé, Mike. I'm sitting here looking up at the hummingbird feeder, watching the various other birds that have been coming around, and one of which is, well, a couple of which are ravens that I keep seeing around town. I think they're the same ones. Um, There's about four of them now. They hang out, little buddies. And uh, so I finally finished playing Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space Remastered. See, this says remastered. I didn't even know that there was a non-remastered version. Shows you what I know. Because I also I also reviewed uh, Sam and Max Save the World. That was remastered. So I don't know how many more of these things have been remastered. There's probably a whole bunch more of these. I thought these were brand new things. Um, but when I see remastered on it, it kind of gives it away what i love about these games once again i'm a huge point and click fan i love maniac mansion zach mccracken and alien mind menders monkey island <clears throat> i always wanted to play loom i always wanted to play full throttle there's an indiana jones game point and click that i always wanted to play but um all those guys ended up getting together to do Thimbleweed Park, which I also interviewed for this, uh, or reviewed for this podcast. It's all thanks to Emily Morganti. She's a phenomenal PR uh, um, person 
for all these different for video games, basically. So she doesn't. She's got this extraordinary list of people that she goes out to and says, "Hey, I'm working on it. Here's a new game that's coming through the pipeline. Do you want to review it?" And I say, "Yes, I'd love to." So there's another new one that's coming out uh, by the makers of Unavowed, which I also did a review of on here. Unavowed. Um, there's one coming out by the makers of Unavowed that I wanna. I can't wait to 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 play. And say yes to, but I want to make sure I get this this review out of the way. Now, what's so cool about this is that <clears throat> this this um, has oh gosh, let's see how many chapters five five chapters. I think the first one, Sam and Max Save the World. I think that was someone someone wants to tell me that was like ten chapters or something. These these are getting to be more and more intricate within these scenes. Now what's exciting is that um, what's really exciting is uh, now they're getting into time travel. It's such a brilliant way of time travel. I want to give it away. I want to give it away. I might have talked about this in another podcast. I think I just sort of nonchalantly talked about it. Um, so I don't know what podcast that was. So you might have to sift through there because I cannot reveal to you the details as to how this time travel occurrence. Well, all right. All right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. All right. I'll tell you. I don't think I'm ruining too much. There's, there's so many intricacies in this. Um, and what's so great is there are so many characters that are in here that come back from the other ones. And these characters, you end up finding out backstories about them. And you're like, oh, you've been this, or you've been doing that this whole time, or oh, that's how you fit in, fit into the equation. Even just like side characters that were just like little, you know, just sort of background characters. I would say that there's actually no background character, but I'll, I'll tell you this. This is how they do the time travel, and I think this is brilliant. Um, an elevator pops out of the ground, and the only way that the elevator will go someplace as if you actually have a what looks like a library card but it's it's like a time it's a time card actually it's what it is you know for like the old out with jobs i used to punch in and punch out cha-chonk cha-chonk i think i had to do that for uh, wendy's did i do that for wendy's might have done that for wendy's might have done that for uh indian lakes resort so it's one of those kinds of things. So at the uh, the time card is for a specific person, uh, and I think for a specific year. So the time machine will go, it'll take you, it'll melt into the ground and take you to that time that that person, you know, that they were at that age at that time. And so the, what makes for that is what's great is that you end up sort of getting in your own way. You don't realize that you end up sort of coming across your future selves at some point, but then you end up be, being those future selves. And then it's fun trying to go back and remember, oh, yeah, what was my past self doing at that time in the game? Because by then you could already be, you know, three episodes away and now you're a lot. There's so much power packed into each episode. What's interesting about the, I'll call it the conversation tree is that, um, sometimes see, there are some of those, some of those video games where you can go back and go back through that conversation tree and talk about things that, you, you know, go down different paths and ask specific questions about things that you didn't, do before i mean like each conversation is a choose your own adventure huh so just like in real life where it's like oh yeah let's go back let's talk about this or whatever you can kind of do that in this now sometimes you're not able to go back into there and you're only able to choose one thing um other times you could go back in there and then kind of like dig back around in there and, and discover new stuff now this is what's interesting too is that sometimes when you go back and you talk to a person later after a certain thing has occurred, now you've got more information now that you're going to, chances are you're going to share with this person. So now you share something with them 
that, of course, you know, like they now got the answer to this thing that you got a question about. They didn't have the answer. Before. I mean, it's not that they didn't have the answer before. It's, it's that you didn't have the question to unlock that answer. But now you got this question that will unlock that answer. So that opens up another conversation tree. And what's fun about this is that Max, the little guy, the little rabbit, I think the rabbit is great. There are so many great metaphors, so many great things in here. I'm realizing now, I'm realizing now big time. I mean, what I'm telling you right now is the revelation that's striking me is that Max is a, what they call a puka. And a puka is a kind of spirit. They're a guardian. And Henry with Jimmy Stewart, Harvey was a puka. The rabbit, Frank, in uh, Donnie Darko, he's a puka. Easter Bunny is a puka. Easter Bunny is a puka. P-U-C-A, I think, or P-U-K-A. I'm sure there's a couple of different spellings, but if you look up puka, you'll see. And it's, it's just been on my brain a lot lately. I've been thinking a lot about it, and for some reason... So I started thinking about those things. Those revelations started striking me slightly simultaneously while I was playing Seven Max. I took a little bit of a break because I was like, okay, sometimes when you put the brakes on, you come back and you're like, okay, now I think I'm refreshed. A lot of good times to play a video game is either, um, I would say when you wake up first thing in the morning, you're not, you're not overthinking. You're just like pure instincts. I've gotten through so many Grand Theft Auto uh, big boss things with that alone. Same thing with Sam and Max. So I gave it a little time off. I go, okay, let me jump back in. <clears throat> um, so Max is a puka. So he's your little buddy, your little spirit guide. And at times you wonder, is Max a part of Sam's imagination? Sam is a big, tall dog, sort of like McGruff the crime dog. Imagine McGruff the crime dog plus Harvey, but a short, short puka. Um, and so when Max talks to, to Sam, sort of the McGruff, the crime dog, um, you get the idea that the, 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 the connotations, because there's, there's the dialogue in this. It's like, you know, when they say show without telling, that's what's going on. They're alluding to certain things. They're giving you breadcrumbs to, to pass missions and stuff like that. So... Max will say things in such a way where it makes you think that maybe Max is a figment of Sam's imagination. But I do believe other people talk to Max, and Max does talk to them. But then sometimes I wonder, huh, I wonder if that's just the aspect of Sam. You know, in his brain, he's playing this rabbit, but really it's him who's saying these things. Uh, but, but to be fair... Max ends up, um, well, he's already president. Max is president in this, in this game already. In the last game, Sam and Max saved the world. Max was the president up, up until the near the end of the game. And now we just pick up after he's already president. Um, it's, it's a, it's really cool the way that this stuff is set up because it like Max will give you little nudges he'll 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 let you know always listen to Max and 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 think about clues that people have said in the past think about their stories because the stories that they're saying our chances are those are clues for how to solve other things um and I noticed that with the conversations usually what remains in a conversation with them is something that's very important that you need to know that will advance you to the next thing. So it's like you could, you can exhaust a conversation tree, so to speak. And then, but then it'll, maybe it'll have two pieces left that you could say to that person. But, um, usually one of those two pieces is, uh, uh, something that's going to help you figure out what the heck is next. But Max will go, let's get out of here. Or he'll say, you know, I feel, I, I'm so cold right now. I wish I was warmer. 
And so now you know, oh, okay, let's go down the manhole cover into hell. Because believe it or not, in this game, hell is here. Uh, you may or may not get a chance to talk to the devil himself. You see some fan favorites from back in the day. This is what's so funny. This is what makes me, I just love this. So there are these, there's these, they call them the cops, C-O-P-S. And these are like basically outdated, um, outdated machines. Okay. So there's, there is a, what is that? Is that a fax machine? There's a, I think that's a fax machine. His name is, its name is Chippy. Then there's Bob and Bob is just a telephone push button phone. Then there's Master Blaster, who is an arcade game. Then there's Kurt, who's an old time, kind of looks like a, even before Commodore 64, I think it like a Texas Instruments 128 or something, Vic 20. Uh, It has the floppy, two, two things for floppies in it. Oh my gosh. It's got a tiny screen on it. Its name is Kurt. That's me, C-U-R-T. Oh, my gosh. So there's so many little things here. So the cops, C-O-P-S. Let's see if we could do this. Computer. Oh, see, yeah. That doesn't make sense, C-O-P-S. What does the C-O-P-S stand for? That's what I'd like to know. What does the C-O-P-S stand for? I'm going to look online. Actually, you know what I did? I brought up a page here now these are some of the characters that 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 are going to come back let's see what let's see let's see if it shows the cops doesn't even show the cops on here all right all right all right that's all right these are some of the it's just amazing these are some of the characters abraham lincoln um abraham lincoln is in this believe it or not bosco bosco is great he owns the inconvenience store. This is funny. He owns the inconvenience store. This is something that I believe my friends and I, I've always been a wordsmith. I've always loved playing with language. And I believe this is something that my friends and I had used to actually call the convenience store. This is around the time that I was working at Wendy's and they had the hat or no, do they have the happy meal? Is that what it was called? And uh, and so I thought it'd be kind of funny to make the unhappy meal and then just like use air air airbrush, airbrush you know all this like just melodramatic just sad stuff on the front. But this, so this is just funny to see inconvenience store. So Bosco, he's the owner of it. And what's so funny is he's always changing characters. He's always pretending to be a new character, and he's always worried about them. Them, they might hear me. Them, and he's always making these. Crazy inventions, amazing inventions. Uh, the dialogue in here is just amazing. It's amazing. Like uh, Sam will say, you can ask you can ask Bosco if he has anything in his store. And Sam, it's like after like listing like fifteen or twenty things, he'll go back to asking the same same thing again. But it's like there's a whole list. Like there are so many little things that are packed into these conversations that have yet to be explored. I think I only got five out of 10 of the quote badges, unquote, the awards or whatever they call them. Um, even though I ended the game, I finished the game. I, I don't know if that means I won it because there's something in here where you can collect stickers. The cops give you stickers and you play sort of like a virtual reality game, just like in the, in the uh, uh, Sam and Max Save the World there was a really cool virtual reality thing where you could walk around and it was like, everything looked kind of like Tron. This is for driving. So when you drive your car, you know, you're in a sense, you're in this VR thing, but you're collecting these points, doing these strange things. And so you can collect these stickers. Like if you're shooting your gun, you can shoot, like there'll be a big donut rolling down the street. If you run it over, if you shoot it with your thing, bing, all of a sudden now you get like a donut sticker. Um, if there's a was it there was something like i don't know just weird things like like a christmas tree or like just random things that might just be happen to be in the street if you run it over if you shoot it all of a sudden now you get a, a new sticker for your car so i 
didn't even get close to collecting all those stickers. Oh, and then there's there's what's called the, uh, oh my gosh, not Tickle Me Elmo doll. It's called Torture Me, Torture Me Elmer, Torture Me Elmer. And um, these things kind of look like Grover and they're at the Santa. Oh yeah, you meet Santa, by the way. You meet Santa. It's a different side of Santa than, you, than you're used to seeing. And what's so fun is they weave in little elements of the uh, Christmas Carol story. So it's really cool. You get to go to the past, present, and future. Um, I think this is before you come across the elevators. I'm not sure. But um, you got to use your wits. You got to think of the most uncommon, strangest, absurd things and you put the elements together. You put two and two together. And you listen to what Max is saying because Max is going to give you some ideas. So anyway, Bosco at the inconvenience store, um, he usually has the exact device that you need to conquer the thing that you got to conquer. Um, and then there's a guy that I have not that I don't think I've seen before. From what I understand, Sam and Max has been around a while. This is a video game that's been around a while. I remember seeing allusions to Sam and Max way back when, ah, I want to say maybe Zach McCracken, maybe, or possibly even Maniac Mansion. Um, I want to say there was like a brochure in there for other LucasArts games, and I believe Sam and Max was in there. I think they made an allusion to Sam and Max in one of the games. <clears throat> Sam and Max, I think, has like little tiny allusions here to... Other um, LucasArts games. But there's a character now who in here who's also a detective. He lives right next door. His office is right next door to Sam and Max's. His name is Flint Paper. And uh, so he is on a special case. He's looking for something special. Oh, by the way, in the inconvenience store, um, it's funny, throughout the game you see how it alters, how it changes based on whatever the latest thing is that Bosco is terrified of. Um, and you're, there's, of course, as always, there's Jimmy Two Teeth. He's the rat who lives in the hole in the wall of, of Sam and Max's office. He's like, Hey, how you doing? Just this wise guy. Like he's like one of these, like you get this idea, like he's based off of like some kind of like uh 1950s, like, Hey, prohibition kind of guy. Like, hey, come on, get away from me. I'm making, I'm making moonshine over here. Uh, and he's always got good information. He's always up to very strange stuff. He's got his little little son named Timmy Two Teeth. Timmy Two Teeth. Well, both Jimmy and Timmy, they curse up a storm. They they swear up a storm. But uh, Timmy Two Teeth comes in handy later on during a specific sitcom. Oh, that's the other thing, too. You get to go back to the studios, the original studios, that you visited in Sam and Max Beyond, uh, Sam and Max Save the World. You get to go on those same, into those same studios. Um, you go back to the, uh, what was it called? Midnight, not Midnight Cowboys, Midnight, Midnight Cowboys? Is that the, they, what they called themselves? It was a sitcom that Sam and Max was on within the video, within the video game. Um, but you see the lady, lady there who has the headphones, like the director slash camera person. Um, you, of course, come across, what's his name, Mr. Featherbottom? Is that his name? No. Featherly, Featherly, Featherbottom, I think, was Tobias in, uh, I'm Mrs. Featherbottom. I think that was Arrested Development. Mr. Featherly, yes, he's a thespian. He must be taken seriously. He's a chicken actor from the Sam and Max series, yes. Um, so you come back across him. There's a guy named Jurgen. He's like, yeah, he's like Dutch, but he's kind of German. He reminds me of like a character that would be on Sprockets, Sprockets. Remember Saturday Night Live? Sprockets. I'm here to dance on Sprockets. So he... Um, well, he's from he's from Germany, and that's a funny thing is that Sam and Max their 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 car, the DeSoto. This car reminds me so much of a blues mobile. You can see how they're influenced by all these different things. These guys are are such comedic. 
th- there's such extraordinary satire in here. It reminds me of like a Mad Magazine, because the stuff that they're relating to and and kind of like poking fun at, it's like all sides of politics get. Burp, 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 burp. It's like poking through the absurdity that everybody knows on all sides what is. You know, it's like I think deep down secretly people know when they're supporting a team or some sort of organization. They know where those holes are. They've seen them. They've reconciled with them in some fashion. But because they're part of that team, they'll stand up for them. Even if they, even if they haven't reconciled it, they'll have to stand up for it. They'll have to find some kind of, some kind of uh, excuse. But anyway, there's a lot of hilarious little... Oh, and they got an answer machine at the office. Um, so always make sure to check the answer machine. There's always some interesting new messages on there and a lot of clues too, that will help you solve, solve things. So Jurgen, um, Jurgen is a, um, so he's from Germany. So that's the cool thing. Sam Max, they just drive their car to Germany. There's stuff, there's some things going on in this game. Um, can I give it away? At some point, at some point. You may or may not encounter zombies. And as a result, you may or may not have to drive to Germany to to figure out what the heck is going on. This will all make sense when you play the game. Then there's Jurgen's monster. Yes, just like Frankenstein's monster, Jurgen has a monster. Jurgen's monster is, remember, he's a wonderful resource. He's a wonderful resource. He's like a Swiss army knife of a human. You'll see why. It's funny because they're like little bits of allusions to what I feel like is like Inspector Gadget. Also like Operation. Remember the game Operation? Yeah, they're like little bits and pieces of this and there. Oh, there's then there's a guy named Stinky. He owns Stinkies. And this guy, to me, to me, and I'm sure he's, he had to have been modeled after him. It, it's so, I'd love to interview the makers of this game is what I'd like to do. They're such wordplay guys. I'd love to do voices for any of their stuff. These guys are great, man. Uh, the guy looks like Popeye. He looks just like Popeye. And the kinds of attitudes and the ways in which some of these characters treat each other is very reminiscent of the attitudes you see out there in the world. You will recognize either yourself in these people or people that you know recognizable people that you know right now or that you've known in the past and you go, uh-huh, yeah, I've known that kind. I've known that kind of attitude. Uh-huh, yep. The boastful type, yep. The egotistical type, yep. The one who's getting credit for everything who didn't do anything. They're the ones who are just kind of pretending they're the ones who did it all. Yep, I know who you're talking about. It's in- This is a very, it's a philosophical game. It is a human game. Uh... It's commenting upon itself. It's meta, baby. We're seeing so much more of that word now, I think, now that Facebook now has given itself the alias meta. I think people are now starting to see what that really actually truly means. And as a result, I think what's great is now people are able to have this lens now of what that means and then go back and find all those stories, video games, movies, et cetera, and so forth, where, quote, meta, unquote, was represented in a major way, in an awesome way. And this game, this game is one of those kinds of things. They're unapologetic in what they do. It's very, they got a fish. Um, Spatula, Mr. Spatula. And half the time you don't know if Mr. Spatula is dead or if he's alive. Is he a plastic goldfish? Did he just run out of batteries? Did he, you know, does someone need to dip their hand in there and wind him back up again? And the other thing, too, is that you'll carry around inventory. You'll, you'll carry around things that you pick up places for the longest time. And you wonder yourself, was this, you wonder yourself, was this just a MacGuffin? Sometimes that happens in games. LucasArts is famous for that. Also, Sam and Max have done this on a couple of occasions. I am not going to lie. <laughs> They've done this on a number of occasions. Where you end a game and you're going, wait, but what was I supposed to do with this? What was I supposed to do with that? Nothing. You're not supposed to do anything with that. You're supposed to hold on to it and question what you're supposed to do with that. 
That's what you're supposed to do with that. Then you've solved the riddle. Oh, that's why I had it. So I could sit here and question it and wonder, does it open this door? Can I feed it to this plant? Can I stick it on the car? What happens if I put it under the uh, the blowtorch? What happens after, can I dip it in the cake? You know, you try all those things. You try all those things. So Jurgen's monster comes in handy. Then there's Leonard Steak Charmer. If you remember Leonard from Sam and Max Save the World, if you remember Leonard, guess what? He's still there. He is still there. And still alive. He's still there. In the office closet of the Sam and Max Detective Agency. He was a troublemaker, and now he that's why he's in there. Um, you may or may not come across a large robot. And if you do come across a large robot, please take every opportunity to listen closely. Oh, man. Listen closely to the dialogue of a robot if you come across a robot. Listen closely to its dialogue. I think you're going to like it. You'll have to, you'll, <laughs> you'll start to understand. See, a lot of, like I said, a lot of, it's, um, what is it? What is it? Shown and not told. It's like that kind of thing. You have to make, you have to put two and two together and go, oh, um, something about the cops. I wanted to say, in addition to, to putting you through the VR thing and giving you the stickers and whatnot, they each have their own personalities. And there's a funny thing that happens between the one of them, Chippy. Um, it's like a devil went, went down to Georgia type of thing, standoff, um, with one of the poppers. Let's see. Let's see. The poppers. Let's see. Which popper? Oh, that's the question. That's the question. Specs. Specs. Specs is going to challenge Chippy to something. It's going to challenge him to a duel. And um, in order for that to be to happen, um, listen closely to Max. You're going to have to listen to him closely and really interpret what that means. All right? And I'll give you a hint. There's a crack in the sidewalk. <laughs> right? You're like, what? Oh, wow. Thanks for the hint. What does that mean to me? There's a crack in the sidewalk. See what you have in your inventory. Um, Pedro. Pedro is a time traveler. Pedro is in a mariachi band, and you don't realize how much of an importance Pedro and his uh, shenanigans is going to have upon the the uh, life of Sam and Max and everything surrounding Sam and Max, for that matter. Pedro, I believe, was in Sam and Max Save the World. He's also in uh, Sam and Max Time and Beyond, Space and Beyond. Beyond Time and Space. Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space. Peepers is back. The soda popper. Um, and he tries to put the moves on Sybil. Remember Sybil? She's back. Sybil from the last game. She's back. She's still got her office. And you know what's so cool? What, what, I've, what I love about this, in that other game, Sam and Max Save the World, there was a restaurant that was closed all the time. Uh, in this game, it's open. That's right. Stinky owns that restaurant. Uh, one Stinky does... There's another stinky, or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Stinky is the Popeye, Popeye dude. 
there's going to be an interesting scene that involves dioramas. Remember, cl- remember, remember closely um, the tool that you used, that you had to use, that you were required to use in order to use those dioramas. That's going to come in handy. Remember the specific tool that you used in order to access the dioramas. And that's all I can say about that, because that'll help you. See, back in the day when I was playing these games, LucasArts, LucasArts games, Maniac Mansion, there wasn't any cheat code. There was nothing that you could watch where someone went through a playthrough. Now, what do you got? Now you got YouTube. You got the playthroughs. I think I hear the cats arguing with each other. Hi. Were you guys, were you guys yelling at each other? Huh? Were you guys yelling at each other? I thought I heard some squelching out here. I heard some squelching. And you guys always start squelching. And you start biting each other. Huh? Huh? You start squawking, I hear you. And I can never tell if you need my help or if you're just like playing, you know? That must really put a mother on the edge when she hears her sons going, ah, yeah, Mom, yeah, stop it. Right? And it's like, how can you tell if the kid really needs your help? Or if the kid is just, you know, ouch. How many times have you heard someone say, ouch, ouch? And you're like, that didn't hurt you. Or maybe you said, ouch, and it totally didn't hurt you. Ouch, ouch. Did that really hurt you? Did that really hurt you? That's what it's like with the cats. Like, oh my God, are you hurting each other? Are you just screaming? My goodness. Egads. So, yeah, Peepers is back. Um, trying to trying to wriggle away Sybil. As you know, Sybil, what's so funny, Sybil, for those of you who have seen the movie, if you've seen the movie Sybil, I always think of Sybil Shepherd. I, oh, I've always had a crush on Sybil Shepherd. Uh... Of course, Carrie Fisher, Linda Evans. Oh, my God. I had a bunch of them. A bunch of them I had. Linda Carter. Oh, hold on. Let's see if we can catch him. Hold on. He's crying. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's see if we can get him. What's going on? Hey. What are we doing? Um, so the movie Sybil is about a schizophrenic. I never saw it, actually. I always remember hearing about it in high school. I think some of the kids had to see it in a class, health class, perhaps. Um, and it was about a schizophrenic woman, Sybil. So whenever you hear someone go, oh, she went Sybil on me. Oh, no. She went crazy. She went crazy on me. So in this game, Sybil... She's always all over the place. She's always got a new job in this game. Sybil, what's her last name? Sybil Dystopia or something? Hold on, let's see. Let's see, Sybil. Pandemic, that's her name, Sybil Sybil Pandemic. And then then Peepers tries to get, get a hold of her. Santa Claus, like I said, Santa Claus is in this. And uh, it's just so clever how they just wrap this all up together, man. It's brilliant. There are things in the beginning episodes that end up going... Uh, Loops. It all loops right back around. The stuff that you encountered, you know, as far back as Sam and Max saved the world back in those first episodes, all of those things, you see how all those little dominoes went... And it's like twist ending after twist ending... Um, my gosh, it just keeps unraveling such an extraordinary cast of characters. And it's great when it like, and new ones too. Like there was this, there's this thing called shambling corporate presence. John, John, John. And it's crazy because this, this falls in line with the metaphor of how 
we've seen Christmas become throughout the years, throughout all the years, throughout all the decades. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. But we'll, we'll, we'll pretend it's, it's about love, that we're celebrating uh, the birth, birth of Jesus. We're, we're, you know, it, it's, we're going to hide it under the idea that it's about how you love each other. But really it's about we want you guys to just keep consuming, consuming, consuming. Uh, whether you can afford it or not. Uh, so it's under that kind of idea um, that the shambling corporate presence <laughs> makes itself known. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Stinky. Yeah, there's a girl Stinky in here. Um, Wizard. Wizard is the other soda popper. Um, what was Wizard doing? Hmm. Wizard was doing something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wizard was trying to uh, sell some special drink to Stinky that would sort of like make people mind numb or something like that. Uh, Hugh Bliss is back in back in town. Hugh Bliss, Brady Culture. Remember those two folks? From Sam and Max Save the World. Those guys are back. It's so funny to see to see these guys interacting with each other. Um The artwork I always get a kick out of. That's the f- and, and it's like there are little things in here where like there's a part where you go back in time and you see your younger or you guys go back in time and then you see young Mac or young Sam creating the Master Blaster game. You see him actually creating it. And it's funny because Max goes to him, he goes, uh, that's funny. You never told me that you're the original creator of Master Blaster. And he's like, oh, I did never think to to find a reason to tell you that you know and it's just like so funny because it's like you keep coming across this arcade game on so many occasions um oh yeah the other cool thing is is that you end up traveling to easter island and and this is fun too because now this brings in you know myths this brings in bermuda triangle and you end up in this what seems like a resort and you see some interesting celebrities there. See some very interesting celebrities. And, um, and that, that, that whole shenanigan is really something to just play with, you know, really, really listen to Max, take his cues and just play with all kinds of possibilities. Um, like I said, back in the day, we didn't have guides that you can look through. I have to admit, I have to admit, and I'm sorry for saying this. I usually, I make sure that I'm, you know, as pure with this stuff, as authentic as I humanly can be. But there was a part where I was just so, so stuck. And I went on a YouTube I looked up Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space Remastered Gameplay Walkthrough, and I looked at it, and I looked just for that one thing that I could get through that I just was like, what the heck is going on? And of course, no matter what, whatever that thing is that you see, you're always thinking to yourself, oh my God, you give yourself the you know, smack in the forehead going, dude, all I had to do was try that one thing. I was... You know, I was two things away from trying that one thing. I, I could have easily, if I just held on, um, I think it was actually, I think, you know what, to be honest, I think it was through this, looking at the, the walkthrough, where I came to that idea of just how important Max is. I think that's when I came to that revelation. I think it, it was when I came to that revelation. Because Max just kept nudging Sam, going, uh, Sam, you know, Sam, let's get out of here. If he says, let's get out of here, you don't need to be in there at that moment. 
Uh, there's a fun game where you ride a surfboard, kind of like a mechanical bull. Um, there are extraordinary things where you get to talk on, like, an airplane. Um, uh, radio. And there are three... Oh, my God, I love these guys. These guys are called... What do they call them? What do they call them? Not sea monkeys, but they might as well be sea monkeys. Like, they're basically sea monkeys. So you get to come across these these big sea monkeys. Um, like I said, the Easter Island heads. You get into some funny conversations with them. Um... Always read the signs. Always read those like, um, oh, Paperboy. Remember that old arcade Paperboy? Remember that? That old arcade game? There's there's a part in here where, where you're using the, the virtual um, headset. And um, you get to play sort of like a, a Paperboy kind of game. So that's awesome. Um. Let's see, let's see. I'm going through, I have it on silent. I'm going through the walkthrough now just to point out specific. Oh, also the Thunderball guy. Thunderball? He is, uh, he's back in this game too. He was a guy who's in Sam and Max Save the World. It was funny because he was like a Secret Service guy for um, one of the presidents before Max became president. And so that guy used to work there, and then he used to work for Max when Max is president. Throughout this game, Max still is president, but he's he's just really not spending time so much uh, there. Oh, and also, um, oh, Midtown Cowboys. That's what it was, Midtown, not Midnight Cowboys. Midtown Cowboys. Yeah, Midtown Cowboys. You get to go back onto the Midtown Cowboys set. Gosh, there are just so many incredible intricacies of this thing. So yeah, I have it on silent. I'm looking at I'm I'm going through this walkthrough and just being sparked with more and more of these ideas. Um to to speak upon because there's so many of these little giblets um what's what I like about this what I really love about this is that the um you know like in video games they'll have that like what do they call it the cutscene or something and usually like the cutscene the graphics will look far different than what the actual video game is that you're playing this it all it all is the same thing. It all fits together perfectly. Oh, yeah, you end up coming across like a winery in um, in a bathroom. Oh, I forgot about this. Yes. Oh, my God. You get to go board a UFO. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. You get to go back in time. That's right. To visit Bosco's shop. Oh, my God. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you get to go back to see your younger self building the Master Blaster. Master Blaster, by the way, is from Mad Max, for those of you who love that movie. That was for, actually, I think it was uh, Road Warrior. No, no, no. No, Beyond Thunderdome. That's what it was. Master Blaster. He's got the mind of a child. He's only a child. Master Blaster. Master was the little guy sitting on the shoulders, and Blaster was the big guy. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, you get to even travel to the end of the universe. You get to travel all, all the way to the end of the universe. Um, elves, yeah, yeah, yeah. The elves have a lot of funny stuff to say. You also get to see Santa's... Um, well, yes, his workshop, but... Um, The fa his factory too, I guess if you want to call it, where other toys are made. There's so many fun little intricate things 
that you have to put together for this game. And you feel so proud of yourself. I think games like this are so important. Video games in general. I mean, particularly games that are like, you know, where it's challenging your mind, where you got to put these puzzle pieces together. You got to try alternative stuff. I think what's fun is that it gets you into that your mind into imagination, uh, into absurdity, definitely. Which is, I think I was saying it earlier, read all those posters. You'll see a lot of posters on the walls. Read those posters. Read the newspapers. There are newspaper boxes that are out there in front of the inconvenience store. Read all those. Take a look at everything in your detective agency. Because that's that's one of the fun things, too, that you see. Is that um, Sam and Max save the world each time they they sort of finish an episode... Now there's a piece or pieces from that episode that are now, that they take with them now into the new episode. And uh, it's so funny, like looking at all the stuff in their office now. So take close looks at those stuff in the office because, and, uh, because those are going to be clues for future things too. There's a part where you get to go to a dance party. Um... Pay attention to, there's a DJ booth that says certain words, and those have to do with uh, unlocking a secret door. So, you'll see a poem written somewhere in that room. And look very closely at that poem and look very, study closely the, the buttons, the words on those buttons at the DJ thing. That's all I can say about that. That's, that's another little hint. Um, and then, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Yes. Yeah, there's a part where you astral project. Um, yeah, there's a part where you astral project. I forgot about that. That's going to be... Yeah, that's going to be quite interesting. Quite an interesting thing. Um, during this, as I told you before, like with the... Uh, Jurgen's monster. The funny thing about Jurgen's monster is that when it comes time for that operation game, I think you'll get a kick out of the various ingredients you can use. Oh, also remember in Sybil's, um, in her office, there's always new papers that are up there up on the walls. There's always new stuff that's kind of out and about that you can examine. Um, that's going to help you out, figure out new things. I I would feel so much better with myself if I had not looked online for any sort of help. Um, because you just get that sense, as I was saying earlier, you get that sense of accomplishment when you can do it on your own. You can pass that next level and you, and you go, oh my gosh, that was because I tried this completely ridiculous thing. I tested this out. Um, test out the strangest things. Test out the strangest things. And make sure you go all the way through those conversation trees, trails. Go all the way through there. Go all the way through. Um, so yeah, I give four thumbs up. The, the thumbs on my toes, thumbs on my hands, four thumbs up. For Sam and Max, Beyond Time and Space. It's brilliant. I can't say enough good stuff about it. And I truly do hope... That, uh, that you get to play it.
It's on Steam. There are all kinds of different places. So, check it out. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And thank you even more for investigating Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space. It's such a, such a good game. Here's your fun fact. Cats are the sleepiest of all mammals. They spend 16 hours of each day sleeping. With that in mind, a 7-year-old cat has only been awake for two years of its life. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you're to do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, Caracom alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you're to do it again? And the horns from Guam, Guam's the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom diatoms glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of psalms and rhymes and rums. And how soon do you think you'll do it again? <laughs>